Welcome to Larry Reedy's America. Uh, today's guest is uh, Chris Gilman. Uh, Chris owns Classic Pizza, and uh, I've known Chris since he was a little guy. So uh, without further ado, Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Larry. Okay. Uh, since this isn't just a local thing, uh, tell the audience uh, where you were born, grade school, high school, and then I'll ask you a few questions. Sure. I was born right here in Batesville. I went to grade school at uh, St. Louis and high school here in Batesville as well. Okay. And after high school, what'd you do? I uh, went to IU for four years, uh, studied uh, education to become a teacher. And uh, what, what happened? Well, a couple did, of things. Did you ever th- teach? Well, I got out and I was student teaching and I thought, you know, I'm not sure I want to work with kids <laughs> my, my whole life. And then look what happened. I'd say 80% of our staff at the pizza place is definitely their kids. But but oh. it's, a, it's a different it's yeah. a different thing because I think with teaching, what it, it would have been a good thing for me, you know, for 20% of the kids that wanted to learn. Yes. But I just kind of feel like, you know, I, did, I, I really struggled with the kids that didn't want to learn. So uh, I took, uh, after my fourth year of school, I went to work at uh, Perkins, and I just, I never went back. Okay, was it Perkins Pancake House then, or Perkins Steak? Uh, and- it, it, at the time, it was called Perkins uh, Restaurant and Bakery. They had just, about a half a year before I went there, they had uh, uh, started to make, like, muffins and pies, mm-hmm. and they had, like, a bakery case. And so they were kind of trying to do that, and they were also trying to get... Uh, more focus on their dinners because they, I think they really kind of already had the breakfast crowd, et cetera, et cetera. So by changing the name from pancake house, they wanted, you know, to bring more, they, I think they, what they always talked about was like how Frisch's was in Fridays. They they would always compare it to the two, even though they didn't have alcohol like Fridays, but they wanted to get appetizers, et cetera, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, when I was there, they were, they were very busy. Yeah. What, uh, What do you think caused their demise? Um, I mean, I locally know or around the locally, um, it was. I'm pretty sure it was poor management by the company that purchased the company that I okay. did that for. They were they they overextended themselves. They they tried to uh, be something they weren't. They got all the regional managers' cars to drive. They they oh. overspent. Yeah. Well, that was kind of like the Lums experience. You know, they, uh, I don't know if you remember Lums. No. Uh, Lums was just a terrific place to go. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, tap beer, not craft, because it, it was before craft beer. Mm-hmm. But you'd go in and they had beer, hot dogs. The hot dogs were always rolling. They had roast beef that the slicer was always slicing beef. Mm-hmm. Just a neat place to go. And once they started franchising, they couldn't control themselves. Mm-hmm. And eventually the good places were subsidized into bad places. Yeah. And they folded. And I assume something like that happened at Perkins. Although trying to be a, I, I think trying to be a, a dinner destination without alcohol is a bad, bad choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, because it's, you know, most people want to have a drink or have a glass of wine with their meal. Yeah, for sure. So I, you know, I, I think uh, locally the Perkins, the, uh, you know, like I said, the, the franchisee 
I think 95% of the stores locally were owned by that particular franchisee. Oh, but if wow. you remember the one uh, off of Route, Route 4, oh, yeah. it was not owned by them, and it stayed open quite a few years longer. Oh. I know it's, since then it's closed. Yeah. And the, 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 the restaurant itself is struggling. I think they have a few open still, but I'm not real sure. Kind of like I think there was one Howard Johnson's left. Is there? You know, you know what? You know, I get those magazines since I own a restaurant. Yeah. Do you know what? They have one more left, and at the time they had great hundreds across the country. Yeah. Arthur Treacher's Fish and yeah. There's one left in I think New Jersey or something. Yeah, like that. I mean, I, and that was a terrific. Yeah. Oh, it's great, but it's. But you know, normally, people eat fish once, maybe twice a week, and when your main thing is fish. Unless you're a bread lobster, but they yeah. have other things on yeah. their menu too. Yeah. Uh, I I think it's a tough. Plus, plus I think it was mostly deep fried, correct? Oh like, yeah, oh. You know they still have the Long John Silvers, and I, I you know, I, Len will come around and I'll eat there on a Friday. My wife, she will eat there about once every four years and regret it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what what we've done recently, as uh, there's a place called Wild Alaska Company. Mm-hmm. And we get a box every other month mm-hmm. of, and this is all fresh caught, frozen right away. Mm-hmm. We'll get a couple sockeye salmon, or maybe four sockeye salmon, um, some coho, a couple halibut. They're all six ounce fillets, just right yep. for us. Perfect. Rockfish, cod, mm-hmm. just terrific. I mean, and. It's the right portion because at our age we don't overeat anymore and just mm-hmm. kind of watch it. And, yeah. uh, but I often wondered because I always like Perkins, but mm-hmm. it seems like there was so much competition. And mm-hmm. um, if you weren't a public company, mm-hmm. it was really tough to survive. Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, right. it's, uh, and, and if you're, I think Applebee's is having a rough time now, too. Yeah. Yeah, there was one in Northgate that closed a couple of years ago that we used to like to go to. Yeah, that was a nice place, mm-hmm. nice place. So, okay, after, how long did, were you with Perkins? Two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, were you married at that time? Nope. You weren't married nope. with Perkins? Well, nope. We okay. got married uh, in 95, so that would have been a year after we were at Classic. Okay. But it is where I met my wife. You met her at Perkins? Yep. Yep, she was one of the first people I met. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. As a customer? Or no, 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 working there. She worked there as well. Really? You didn't know that, did you? No, I yeah. didn't. Yep, she worked there. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I went to uh, train at their store in Montgomery, and that's where their main office was. And then I got, uh, I was, I don't remember, maybe a month or so, and they trained me to be a kitchen manager. And then I got transferred to the Winton road which is finney it was in finney town and she was the dining room manager and then another gentleman from batesville also worked there he was the general manager who's that gib young you're kidding no 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 now a funny story not funny story but you know we moved batesville in 76 yep and I had all this business in Cincinnati and Kentucky and mm-hmm. one in Indianapolis. And mm-hmm. anyway, we're, we were going to, we, for Kiwanis, 
we'd have a meeting at the Dairy Queen, mm -hmm. and I got to know Gib pretty well. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, I mentioned to him one time, I said, you know, Gib, uh, on that, when you're open 24 hours, you know, Friday and Saturday, I don't, th I don't think anybody's paying for their meals. Oh, he said, oh, sure they are. <laughs> I said, well, I've got a couple of my kids go there, and they see people walking out, or whoever's working there gives them a high sign. Well, he, and he was overextended. He had a few in Cincinnati, I think. But anyway, after he went out of the business, mm -hmm. Al Hartman came to me. A realtor. Yeah, I know. And he said, I've got a good investment for you. Now, I believe this might have been 78, 79, could have been 80, I don't even know. But uh, he said, uh, you know where Dairy Queen is? Yeah. And he said, you got that motel behind it. Yeah. Well, he said, all that property in the Dairy Queen, $99,000. I said, what the, what the hell am I going to do with that? I said, I've, I've got 17 businesses I'm trying to run now, and you think I'm going to run a restaurant? He said, get somebody to run. And he said, someday that's going to be, uh, there's some property behind there. I said, who wants it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now there's Skyline. Uh, yeah. There's a fitness center. Uh, and the motel, and what else? Uh, La Rosa's. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I could have made a little bit yeah. of change on that. That might have been okay. <laughs> but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah, yeah. But, so anyway, tell how you how Classic came about for you. Well, for me, you probably know that. I, I know, well but I do. <laughs> well, um, Ted, your son, um, he, you know, I... I, I guess I was I wasn't living with him at the time, but uh, uh, when I left IU to go to work for Perkins, I moved in with him mm -hmm. and a couple of other guys, and uh, you know we've been friends forever and ever, you know since probably first grade, um, and he came to me and said, "Hey, I know I actually I looked earlier at purchasing um, the Bra House when it was still owned by Cooks." And that just didn't work out. Yeah. It was going to be a partnership with uh, with an older gentleman that I, I didn't know that well, and he probably didn't have a whole lot of you know trust in what I could do or what I you know I was a young yeah. guy. I was twenty twenty three at the time. Anyway, so Ted knew that I wasn't super happy where I was at, and uh, he came to me and told me, "Hey, you know my dad, you know um, my brothers wanting to get out of uh, managing uh, Classic Pizza. Would you be interested?" And I said, "Sure, we'll take a look." And so then that's how that went. We decided to go ahead and get it from you. And so far, knock on wood, yeah. it's been working and out for us. That was 95. 94. 94. So I, September 1st of 94 was the first, uh, was our first day in business. Yeah. Well, that was, I think, when I bought that was Pizza King. Yep. And I, I had Larry... Um, uh, I was uh, taught to, um, uh, not Eddie Laymar, but uh, Laymar JTM. I can't remember his first name. Right? I don't remember his name either. Okay, but so anyway, I talked to him, and I said, hey, my uh, one son's interested in 
running this business. I said, if I buy it, I said, you know, a good pizza man in Cincinnati wants free help for a month. Teach him the ropes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I said, yep. So I talked to this guy. We bought it. Donnie Barnes wanted to buy it up Greensburg. But he, because yeah. he, he's got Pizza King here. Yeah. And I think he has two up there, maybe. And he had one in Connorsville, he, I think. He came to us years later, Ted and I. Oh, did he? Yeah, I didn't know if you knew that. He came to us years later and wanted to buy it. Oh. I, I don't know, maybe six years in or yeah. so. He's a good guy. And, and, uh, he said, uh, you know, I was, he'd been a good customer of ours at the motorcycle shop. And I said, well, he's, he said, you know, I wanted to buy that. I said, well, why didn't you? Well, he said, I was getting ready to give him a low ball price. But he said, I heard what you gave him, and that's just stupid. <laughs> so he said, I, I wasn't going to low ball it that low. I said, well, you know, you snooze, you lose. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, I said, Ted, or Larry was in there for a month, and he came back, and I had all these flyers printed up, gave him every business in town, anybody I could see, grand opening. It was raining, and people were lined up to the street. Yeah, I'd heard of that. And after the first night, Larry said, I don't think I can do this. I said, why not? He said, I don't, I've never seen that many people. I don't know how we can do this without yeah. getting everybody mad at us. I said, yeah. oh, it'll work out, which it did. But then I guess it was about five years later. Uh, you know, you've got a personality where you can deal with the kids. And Larry's good with kids, but somebody come up and say, uh, Hey, Larry, I can't work tomorrow night. Be a Friday, or Friday night or Saturday night, busy night. Mm-hmm. So what do you mean can't work? Well, I, I'm, going on, I'm going to a dance. Well, he said, I don't have anybody to work for you. He said, okay, I quit. Yeah. And, he, and they just do that. Yeah. And so he's, he came to me and he said, I don't know what I want to do with the rest of my life, but I know what I don't want to do. Yeah. I said, what don't you want to? He said, I don't want to be a classic pizza. <laughs> so, and that's when Ted Ted called me about you and you and him getting together. But mm-hmm. uh, and obviously Ted didn't have time. So you go yeah. on from there when you and Ted got together and what happened afterwards. <clears throat> Excuse me. I guess uh, Ted and I owned it jointly for I guess it would have been about eight. Almost eight years, I think. Was it that yeah, long? Yeah, it was that long. I thought it was about five or six, but I, think, I didn't know it was that long. I think it might have been seven, but it was at yeah. least seven. Okay. And, uh, you know, he he pretty much, you know, our relationship, he, you know, I pretty much did what, whatever. But my family was growing at the time, and I, I just, you know, I needed to, uh, I thought, well, you know, maybe if uh, it might be better if it was just me as yep. opposed to both of us. And so I talked to Ted, and he's like, yeah, sure. And so I, I bought him out, and uh, I I think it was a pretty good decision for me because now it's 23 years later, yep. and we're still doing it. And, uh, you know, like I said, I had four kids. So when they were, I guess when the oldest was in high school and the youngest would have been about 10, um, I decided we would uh, open up uh, 
another one. And what inspired me was, I think it was Quentin Bischoff. You know Quentin, yeah. the plumber? Yeah, I'm still waiting for him to come out and check my septic <laughs> system in two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plumbers are hard to come by around here, aren't they? I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, just as a side thing, I was waiting for a plumber to fix a leak. Uh, on our ice machine for almost three weeks. It was just, oh, and it, you God. know, and what, it, what he did come out, this was just recently, and he did come out and he fixed it, and he's a super good plumber. But then we had two other issues, one with the urinals, not a, not a big deal, but he, he just came out and told Mark, my manager, um, you might want to look at calling somebody else because we're going to be real busy with that new McDonald's. Yeah. And, and I, I just think there aren't enough. They're just, you know, they have to pick and choose. There just aren't enough, you know, plumbers around here. Well, you know, I, I've always used Hurt and Elko for mm -hmm. big things yeah. and, and gearing once in a while. Yeah. But the best uh, for somebody who'll drop everything if you're really in a bind mm -hmm. is Andy Eckstein. Oh, really? Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, really great. Yeah, he's a customer of ours. I, I, yeah, yeah, he's... And, and you know, he's I, a jack of all trades too, isn't he? Yeah, plumber, electrician, and can do it all. Mm -hmm. And uh, in fact, the, the first time he was out here, and I said, Andy, you know what? What's that? I said, I remember you when you were in high school working a counter at Kurt Melko. He looked at me, his eyeballs got about <laughs> popped out of his head. Yeah. He said, Really? I said, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but. I mean, he's always a good guy, and he's uh, he's helped me out when really in a bind to get something done, and and it's so it's hurting Elko. Uh, oh yeah. But you know, it's just something that uh, I I had a problem, and he said, "Well, I'm really busy, but he said, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll tell you what." He said, "I'll try and get out there at the end of the day." He said, uh, "If if not, I'll make sure I make some time tomorrow." Mm -hmm. He was out at four o'clock for an hour and a half finished did the See, job my mistake is i know most of these people yeah and usually it's not it's not like water's you know flooding my thing so i'll just tell them no rush just whenever you get here see but that's my mistake because they yeah. they take me for that and then yeah. i have to call them again yeah no no, no. just say just say andy this is really important <laughs> and i mean he really he's just yeah. uh but so okay so anyway when, and I can't remember, when did I sell you and Ted the building? Was that two years? Uh, I think yeah. it was about two years. Yeah, because I, I remember Ted said, well, we want to buy the building. And I said, well, let's wait two years. And if you're mm -hmm. profitable yeah. and you don't have any problems, I'll sell you the building. Yeah, and yeah, that was a good decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so, 20, so 23 years? 20 for the business or for, yeah, the, for the 29 29 I, it, it was 29 in september time, so, time flies when you're it time fun. Flies, i tell you <laughs> what but so so uh to get back to the sunman we we quent he came yeah. in and what quentin was a hunter i guess and he, I, i'm pretty sure it was quentin it might have been somebody else but he asked me about the walk-in that we don't use because at the time you had put a brand new walk-in into yep. the building and there was an extra one that basically we used for a shed yeah we had a lawnmower in there blah 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 it yeah. hadn't been on in years and and i'm sitting there and it, it was after i bought uh, ted out and i thought well, what's next? You know, what am I going to do next? And I said, well, I have all this extra equipment. And at the time, I had a lot of staff. And it was, I was just kind of looking for something else to do. And I thought, well, you know what? How about if I start looking around and, and I'll give a shot at uh, opening up another uh, restaurant? 
and I didn't know where. And I looked around, and I looked at I looked in Marwin. I looked in Metamora, oh. because at the time Metamora was kind of it wasn't like it is now. Yeah. And uh, now it's kind of a hot spot. Why? Well, well, I heard that it you know kind of went down, and, and then now it came back, coming back up. Yeah. And at the time it was kind of in between. But the thing that I think I liked about it, it was half a year, mm -hmm. and uh, I thought that might be easier for me. And uh, but that didn't turn out. And then I looked in in Sunman. My kids all we live in St. Leon. They all went to uh, East Central High School, and we stumbled upon a building that basically all we had to do was put furniture in it, and it was ready to go. So um, we, we you know we decided to uh, go that way, and we were able to staff it real easy with you know friends from the high school yep. with for my kids, and that worked out worked out real well. Well, I often wondered now <clears throat> with you know with the fresh dough with that Hobart machine mm -hmm. when you had the one in Sunman, mm -hmm. did you have to constantly have that going to supply them with the well, fresh dough? Yeah, well, that's what we did. That was the, when we opened up Sunman. That was the only piece of equipment that we did not duplicate yeah. from Batesville to Sunman. Was we what we did is we made it in uh, Batesville and then just you know shipped it basically yeah. to Sunman. It's only you know a ten minute drive. And uh, we just hired somebody that all they did was prep. So yep. they, so they, you know, it kind of, it worked out real well. But then I kind of did that because it was an expensive piece of equipment. One and two, the, the floor in Sunman was just a you know a wooden floor, and a mixer like that would just go yeah. right through. Well, that's because I think I think when when I bought that Hobart, it was like five grand, and that's been. Years ago. Yeah, well, at the time when I researched, and this was two years into it, so it would have been about 2006, when I looked at buying one of those just like that brand yeah. new, it was $12,999. Oh, but, but they last forever. They last forever. <laughs> you could get one used for about six, six. from a place in uh, Columbus, Indiana, where yeah. I got a lot of the equipment. And uh, But the problem being is if I would have bought one of those, it would have gone right through the floor. Yeah. So I went to a place, and it's not there anymore, but it was somewhere in uh, Florence, and it was, uh, you know, when eBay was kind of newer-ish, at least to me, and I found a Univex uh, mixer, which was easy for us to get. Uh, my dad and I drove to Florence after we won the bid. I think we paid like $1,500 for it, and it was half the size, mm -hmm. but we just put it in the back of my truck. Was it we were able to bring it to, to summit? Also, so, you actually had we're making your yeah, own two, two years in. Yeah, they were. Oh, they, okay. We could have Batesville could have burned down or whatever. You know, yeah. and we would have been basically independent of each other. We didn't. We didn't really share anything. And uh, but uh, but it wasn't a uh, Hobart. No, we yeah. had to rebuild it. Three times, I think, in the 15 years. Wow. It was uh, not gear-driven. It was belt-driven. Yeah. Well, you never had to do things at Hobart, did you? Change oil. Just like yeah, a car. Well, yeah. Just like a car. You change oil. <laughs> Just, but that's it. I mean, and it, and that's... I had it. I've had it for 29, and you were there... I don't know when you got it. Maybe four uh, years we earlier? We got it a year... We, we got a year... We, I picked up that pizza joint in Cincinnati, and I can't uh -huh. remember the name of it... Uh, Oh God! I think it was a, was it a snappy tomato? Snappy tomato, and I didn't realize all the other franchises were had coupons that were just going like crazy all the mm -hmm. time, and uh, 
uh, Larry was run back and forth, and that's where the Hobart was. And I, you know, I bought all the equipment and everything there. So it, we weren't losing money, but it wasn't worth the time yeah. no, you know, to go it. there. Mm-hmm. And I hated their pizza. I mean, it was awful. Mm-hmm. I, you know, you just, there was just something about, I guess it was a sauce. And, and uh, anyway, he, before, I don't, I don't think we ever changed it to classic, but what we did, we took that Hobart, mm-hmm. <laughs> took it to Batesville, and then some guy out of the blue came in and asked Larry, said, would you guys be interested in selling this? So we sold all the equipment, everything, because we were renting the place. I don't want to buy it because mm-hmm. I didn't know how it would work out. And we broke even on the whole thing. So, But we wound up getting that Hobart, which is because <laughs> we were, we were uh, initially buying the dough from JTM, the mm-hmm. pre the the pre-made pizza dough and it's just it's not the same it's, it's like i i think if i'm not mistaken you Ison, and the pizza house is the only one that does fresh dough um i'm not sure about the, i think schmitz makes it for yeah schmitz. But, but they do it a little different like where Ison's and us we we make it from the dough at the at the at the you know, restaurant yeah. level, Schmitz parbakes the dough, so they so they get the crust. But now I didn't work there, but I know people that did. You yeah. know, if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I yeah, okay, that's, that's so how it's, I understand it's a, it. little, a little bit different. Yeah, and then but but Domino's <laughs> La Rosa, I, I remember Buddy La Rosa. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he used to make his own sauce, yeah. and he had his own. He, he had Hobart made his yeah. own dough and everything. Yeah. Well, that's when he probably only had a few, or even maybe one store. Well, they had three. Okay. Three Papa Gino's. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, and his buddy wanted to expand. He wanted to buy the car wash next to him, make it a, mm. park, make it a big deal. Mm-hmm. His partner, Sal, and I can't remember the other one, said, oh, what? that's not for us. So Buddy took the one on Boudinot. Mm-hmm. Sal... Ran the one. He he and his partner took one on uh, Bridgetown and Race Road, and his other partner took the one down on Queen City, by the hospital down there. Okay. So, but uh, and then it all became commissary stuff. Yeah. You know, the yeah. in in fact, uh, you got your own pizza sauce. Do you still use K Bueno for the? Yes. Yeah, I, that's the best cheese dip I've ever had in my life. Over the years, um, for whatever reason, if if we couldn't get it, or if they sent the wrong thing, or if I was just trying to be cheap, and just you know, because it's very expensive. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that would be the one thing that people would they would just they would scream and holler. You know what, what happened. They would notice that right away. So, yeah, we still yeah. use that. I mean, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and you know, the other thing is, uh, I noticed, and I'm I might be wrong, but I think I, I know Ison uses a 
combination of mozzarella and provolone. Yeah. But you're using the provolone, which is a yeah. much creamier yeah. cheese. And mm -hmm. the, is it more expensive? Though? It, yeah, but it, it behaves different, too. It melts different. Um, when it's hot, they all kind of act the same. Yeah. But with the with the mozzarella, it's you know you've seen those commercials it's where Pizza Hut, yeah. it's where it's where you get that string in. That's I think that's why people use it. I'm not real sure. Yeah. With with the provolone though, it when it gets cold, it can get hard. Yeah, and it stays so, with the crust. It stays with the yeah. crust. But so if you're eating like a cold piece of pizza, it's not really. The, I mean, it's it's okay. Yeah. But when you heat it up, it, it yeah. retains its, you it, know, yeah. yeah. And it's got a little bit of smoke flavor, too, just yeah. a little. Yeah. Um, I think when we bought it from you, it was like a, a full smoke. Full smoke, We yeah. use something that's just a little bit lightly smoked, and I don't know. I think it's more of a preference. But I think the important thing is to, to have the provolone. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. It's, and and, uh, and you also use the Italian sausage, mm -hmm. and which is, it, it, when... If you go someplace or if a frozen pizza, mm -hmm. it says sausage on it. It's like a breakfast sausage. Sometimes. But yeah. So it's yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It's good stuff. But uh, so how like with the factories? How long did you have Sunman? Uh, two thousand uh, was it June or July of two thousand and four till May of uh, during COVID of twenty twenty one. We just we were we just ran out of employees. It's not so much. Oh, was it because of the factories? Um, no, not not well. It depends on how you look at it. When the when Doyful, uh closed down overnight, forty percent of the population left. Yeah, and it wasn't so much that the the sales because. I would say 65% of our business in Sunman was uh, delivery business anyway. Yeah. Because we just, I mean, we went Manchester. I mean, we Oh, we really? Had, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, it, but but when you say, was it because of the factories? Well, with all the people leaving, we just couldn't find help anymore. Yeah. And especially when people didn't, weren't incentivized to work because they were getting all that money from the government. Yeah. Because that's the, you know, the... the Anyway, they we just we didn't get any applications, and I couldn't be at two places at once anymore. And my kids were all grown up, yeah. Um, so we didn't really have that in uh, to the high school kids, and yeah, it, it was just time. It was yeah. time. I mean, I got a building out of it. Yeah, <laughs> and and you got renters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so it worked And if the day comes that you want to sell it, and somebody wants to open a pizza place, it's still there. Yep. I've already, I've actually already shown it to two people. I got a way crazy little offer. He was just, he was looking to, you know, he wasn't, like he wasn't looking to, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it sounds like we would do. do. <laughs> yeah, but it, I mean, I guess if I was in, if I really needed to sell it, maybe I would have, but you know, it's like you said, we have renters, but if, uh, but uh, I've had people over the, it's been a little, two years plus now, and I've had, four different people come to me. I haven't, I've thought about listing it, but then I'm like ah, dragging my feet because we still get enough to cover all. Yeah. And, uh, but just last week, somebody came to me again and, uh, we'll see where that goes. Somebody yeah. that used to own a pizza place. So it makes me think, well, at least they know what they're doing or, but then maybe they don't if they used to own a pizza place. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't decided they haven't, 
you know, they don't know if they want to, would be interested in buying the building or if they'd be interested in renting it. And I'm open to whatever. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really, you know, it doesn't matter to me. So the one thing I know is because we still get people to come down from some to get our pizza. And they say, when are you going to open it up again? I say, there is no way. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just. I'm not young anymore. It's 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 yeah. physical. What what I do is I. I mean, I'm not big enough to be McDonald's where I can sit in an office and direct people. I still got to get my hands dirty, and then yeah. it. Uh, it's uh, it's like this Saturday. It was last two Saturdays in a row have been two of our busiest Saturdays. Really? For what? Wait a minute. Well, I can. I, I have my ideas of why. Apple yeah. Oh, Apple Fest was even busier than last weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have my ideas why. Well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we're very short-staffed in Batesville yeah. as well. So I've, I've pretty much almost been working seven days a week for almost a year and a half, two years. Well, Which is a stretch. I mean, I still take off part of a day on Sunday. And I still, if it was something really important, heck, I'd just shut it down. But we decided, you know what, this is enough. I can't find anybody. Um, so we've, about the last six weeks, we've been closed on Sundays. Yeah. Well, you know... <laughs> Funny thing, I I went over. Uh, uh, Nancy has cousins that they all live in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So we go for a lunch once a month, and it's always someplace in Kentucky. So it's our turn. We have it over here. Mm-hmm. But if you've got you know fourteen or fifteen people sitting, you're talking to the person next to you, and you can't hear anything going on at the end of the table. So. This coming month, uh, the third Thursday, we're going to have everybody down here. Mm-hmm. And in tune with October, Oktoberfest, we're going to pick up chicken, sauerkraut balls, German potato salad, chicken mm-hmm. livers at the Bra House. Mm-hmm. So I went over and I talked to Jeff Bata, who I've known for years, really a great guy. And I said, uh, Jeff, I said, we got to reschedule you for a podcast. He said, I know. Because the last time I had him scheduled, he called me up a half hour. He said, my bartender just went home sick. Guess who he has to work? Yeah. So he, he told me, he said, I fired one person. Three people quit. He said, I worked 92 hours this week. Wow. He, and I mean, Jeff's no spring chicken either. Yeah. You know, he's... Uh, I mean, he's not near my age or anything, but I said, no, no. I, I said, we'll talk when when you get your help situated again. Because mm-hmm. it seems like every place he's gone, he's made a big success out of it. Yeah. So it's yeah. a good, good guy, nice, really nice guy, too. Yeah, good food, too. But yeah, yeah, love their chicken. I, mm-hmm. I mean, they could say what they want about Wagner's, but... The brawl house got bigger chickens, and uh, and the thought of somebody cooking my chicken in lard is not my cup of tea. Have you seen that uh, that uh, uh, billboard on the interstate? No. I knew they fried it in lard, but it actually says fried in hog lard. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's delicious. Don't no, get me no, wrong; so, I love it. I, no, it's delicious, but I don't know if you advertise it. I like to keep my arteries clear a little bit, anyway. No. It's like, well, it's like my dad said, I have a pill for that. <laughs> so, okay, so now, it's the Sunman deal is—it's yeah. uh, just dormant, and yeah. your your wife's 
doing nursing now. Or oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She went back to school um, when, uh, well, like I said, we met at Perkins, and we both worked in restaurants. And then uh, after we got married, she went uh, to work uh, in their office. She was, uh, you know, for Reading Restaurants. I, I don't know how many they own, 13, 20, I don't remember. Yeah. But she was uh, in the administrative part, and uh, then, I, I don't know what year this would have been, but she went to work for a community mental health center for mm -hmm. uh, Joe Stevens. She was uh, his uh, administrative assistant for, I, I don't know how many years before she decided she had always wanted to go back to school to be a nurse. So we decided it's now or never, so she went back to school, she went to UC, got her uh, degree, and uh, went to work at uh, University Hospital for, I don't know if it was about a year or so. She was on their, I, if I remember correctly, she was on their uh, transplant team. Oh, so really? she Yeah, so she learned a lot. Oh. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's like I always say it at work to the kids, you know, settle down, calm down. We're not saving lives here. But. What she was doing, they were. So there wasn't a whole lot of please, thank you, and man, if some of those surgeons, if you didn't do the right thing, they, it was, it was tough. So she, I don't think she enjoyed it. She learned a lot, but then after that, she decided to go to work for uh, ENT uh, allergy specialists. Uh, I think they were called Head and Neck Surgery Associates at the time, or I have them backward. I don't know. She yeah. probably make make fun of me for not knowing right now, but uh, so she's been there for, I guess, about thirteen years. And the thing that she liked about her job that when she went there, she was a uh, the assistant for a new surgeon coming in uh, named uh, Dr. Demet. And uh, so half the day was spent doing administrative work and the other half was spent doing nursing. And she really enjoyed that because she liked both, 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 them, yeah. both parts of that job. And uh, then she decided, I, I don't know if it's been five years ago now, or three, uh, whatever. But she decided, well, you know what? I want to go back and, and, and get my, uh, get my, <laughs> go back to school so I can better myself again. So she went back to school um, at the age of, I don't know, I should, probably shouldn't say what age she is, but, you know, to, you know, not, not 20 years old anymore. And she went back to school. I'm very proud of her. She got uh, finished off that degree and uh, got a promotion at uh, with uh, the company she works for. And now she's in charge of a slew of people. And she, likes what she does. Well, it's neat. Yeah, it is That's, neat. It's yeah, neat. And, and, you know, the, it's just being out to social, socializing and everything, too. Yeah. It's, that's all part of it. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah, well, she's good at it. I, I mean, what, like, I get uh, my hearing aids from that company. And every time, I don't go there much. I don't really have a need for an ear, nose, and throat. But every time I go there, they tell me, all the employees tell me about how she just holds everything together there and how... It it just makes me real proud. Yeah. So it's well, kind of cool. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. So, okay. So now, you're. We know where you're at in the present. So uh -huh. what? What's your plans for the future? Uh, I don't know. I I mean I'm I, As far as like, uh, with work, I'm pretty just content doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um. It, I'd I'd actually like to back off just a little bit and not have as much time there i have uh seven grandkids now and i have uh just found out uh two or three weeks ago that we have another one on the way and uh i'm sure as you know just the you know kids kids are all right uh, you know but you have a responsibility with the kids yeah. you know that you're raising with grandkids it's all it's all just 
Yeah, well, see, you know, I, I can remember years ago when uh, Larry and Gina were said, Paul, when we retire, we're going to Florida. They've got six grandkids. Yeah. There's no way they'll ever go to They might go down there for a month or so. Yeah. They're never going to be in Florida. Nope. Uh, I, you know, I used to say that, too. I would, would like to go somewhere, but I, I no. Nah. No, I, I, I mean, uh, we have uh, our oldest is 13, our oldest granddaughter, and she, uh, Play soccer. She plays for. Uh, Her oldest is 32. Is it? You're kidding me. That would be uh, Bridget, right? Bridget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran into her uh, in Harrison Kroger and I didn't recognize her, but she's yeah. always super nice to me. She always recognizes me and says, yeah. Hi, Chris. Yeah, she might be She might be 33. I, th I think she's only 32. I don't know. I can't keep Yeah, well, you know, I feel like I, yeah, I, I have a hard time remembering all my grandkids' age, too, but. Uh, but uh, she's the, the oldest one, the 13-year-old. She plays uh, soccer for FC Pride, which is out of Indianapolis. And it's like we followed we followed her to uh, San Diego really? about uh, two uh, end of June. And it's just you know it's just that's not something that we would have been able to do when our kids were younger. Yeah. And it's just neat to be able to do things like that with the grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is. You know, I, I love to see, not, well, I don't love to see it, but I, I think about all the crap that our kids pulled when they were teenagers. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong, I did worse than that. Oh, yeah. but, but the idea is if something happens with one of their kids, yeah. I can just sit back and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, See, the funny thing is, is I'm at the age right now where my, you know, my youngest, my youngest daughter's 30 and my oldest uh, is 37 and we have four total. And I'm just now finding out how much I really didn't know that they got away with because they'll come clean with some things. What? And it's like, it's like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, we've, <laughs> we've, we've said they did so. I'm trying to think. Well, I was I was I was around with one of your kids a lot, so yeah. actually, you know, oh. even really Ted and Matt, I hung out with both of them, and yeah, yeah, we. we you yeah. know, when when Ted gets together with Matt, it's like Dumb and Dumber on steroids. <laughs> I mean, it really is. <laughs> oh, so, my. so anyway, uh, so let's let's fast forward for, but maybe twelve years from now. Twelve years from now. Yeah, retirement age. Sixty-five. Yeah. So, what? When you work up to this, you know, I, I know a lot of people that my age that retired and they sit around doing. They nothing. don't know what to do. Well, they just wait, wait to die. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But do you have hobbies, or do you see yourself getting involved into something when you're? I, you know, I, I don't, I do, just don't know what the future holds, really, which is probably not for the best. But, um, like I said, I, I, you know, pretty much family, yeah. you know, and uh, just, you know, because by, you know, from that time from now, the oldest will be about 25 and the oldest grandchild. And I, I don't know how many more I'll have. I mean, maybe, maybe a few more. And uh, then we'll, we'll be starting potentially great, great grandkids and, you know i'll be young enough where i'll be able to enjoy them and hopefully 
financially stable enough where I'll be able to enjoy them as well yeah. and not have to continue to work. Yeah, we got seven great grandkids. Larry's got six of them. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. But uh, do you, what, what do you do for recreation? Now, I'm, I know you're both busy in that, but you, you, do you have an help where uh, you and Pat can take a vacation? Well, we always, yeah, we always go somewhere. Yeah. Um, we like, uh, well, there for a while when our kids were still in high school, and this was years ago, we would go every other year we'd take, we'd be take them to and kind of be chaperones with about 10 of their friends to Panama yeah. City Beach. I matter, matter of fact, I think, I don't know if you remember, but we visited you once yep. when we were down there. Yep. And, you know, we, uh, my, my son was in uh, Savannah. Uh, my youngest son, he was uh, in the service. He, he was a, a Cav Scout and he was at Fort Stewart. Well, first he was at Fort Benning and then he was at Fort Stewart. So we would go down to Savannah and we loved it down there. The food was great. Oh, the food was great. The architecture was great. They let, I I think, you know, I have dogs and I love dogs and they let you take dogs wherever, you know. And uh, so we, we, I I don't know if we'll travel a lot. I think we'll just try to be Badinskis and, you know, bug our grandkids as much as we can. Yeah, well, you know, speaking of Savannah, I remember the first time going to Hilton Head, Uh going through Savannah. Yeah. And I remember we had all the kids, and I'm at a light, and I asked Nancy, I said, you notice anything different? She said, what? I said, this, people are walking at the slowest pace I've ever seen. I mean, not just crossing the street, yeah. on the sidewalk, everything's all laid back there. Mm-hmm. And I thought it'd be kind of the same thing in New Orleans, but a totally different pace. Really? Everybody's yeah. in a hurry. Boom, never, boom, boom. Never. But most of them are tourists there, too. Yeah, never been there. Never been there. Well, probably, too, when we retire. You know, my youngest son, who was in Savannah, he lives in Milwaukee now. Okay. And so we try, we try to get up there as much as we can, but it, it's not a bad drive. It's from door, from our house to his house. It's uh, about five hours and 15 minutes, depending on traffic in Chicago. And, you know, there's 17 different ways to get there from there. So we'll probably, I mean... Everything being equal, we'll try to get up there more than we, more than we do right now. Yeah, Milwaukee used to be a neat town, but you have to get way outside Milwaukee now. It's so. during the summer. It it still has some pretty cool things. It has like a, some kind of music festival, yeah. and but it's and, still got a lot of thugs. Yeah, well, we we were up there when they had those riots a couple of years ago. Yeah, and mm. uh, you got to be you, you don't want to be downtown but he lives in uh actually in a little suburb called franklin which is yeah. south uh west of milwaukee so yeah but i mean that you know years ago never ever like that you know well a lot of places weren't like that yeah you know I mean? yeah chicago's always been kind of a hole but uh you know uh new york was cleaned up at one time and now it's back to where it used to be well, we went in 2019. We went uh, on a cruise to Maine, my wife and I, with uh, our uh, youngest daughter and her husband, and uh, we flew into LaGuardia, maybe. But on our way home, we had an eight-hour, you know, from the cruise ship to our flight leaving. So we 
got an Uber and we went uh, to Times Square. And I, I've never been to Times Square. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I read about what it used to be like. It, it's... I'm like I don't know if I'd want to be there, uh-huh. but but it was it was clean. I mean yeah. it was it was nice. It was okay. I don't want to ever go back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we I've been there a few times. Yeah. And, uh, once for a, a school when I was with Metropolitan Life. That I think that one was three weeks or something. And uh, it, it, at that time it was just a little strange, but. Mm-hmm. When it was all cleaned up, when Giuliani was there, yeah. it was all cleaned up. We went on a convention there, just terrific time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were staying in Midtown Manhattan. And one night it was kind of a rainy night. We went around the corner and they were doing some sidewalk work. And there's this uh, Italian restaurant. And I had read about this place in Travel and Leisure. Mm-hmm. So Nance and I went in there, and there were maybe three people in this big restaurant, beautiful place. Uh, I said, boy, I, I said, I guess that sidewalk's killing you. He said, that's awful. And anyway, the guy that was we talked to was the owner. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess he was just walking around, and he see this, and... Uh, and we were talking, told him it was on a convention and everything. And uh, I said, what do you recommend? He said, let me fix you up some. Mm-hmm. Comes back. He's got a little, it's like two small five-course meals for us. Mm-hmm. Done, we have wine and everything. Brings me a bill. Said, just give me 25 bucks. It was a pleasure having you here. Oh, nice. I thought, Jesus. It's kind of, but, but, you know, when we when I read Travel and Leisure magazine and showed this place, I mean, just packed, mm-hmm. you know, and and everybody went there. But the, the sidewalk, I mean, right, right by the place, we had to walk on a, on a board to get yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But it was a, a great experience. And, uh, and we went to... Uh, an Irish bar, Midtown Manhattan, and I guess we got it at. We went by it more early on in the afternoon. People were standing outside waiting to get in, so we went at about seven o'clock one night. Walked in the place. There was maybe fifteen, twenty people in there, so we went to the bar. And naturally got an Irish beer. Yeah. And the bartender was Irish as could be. Start talking to him. And I said, uh, you from Ireland? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said, how long have you been here? Well, he said, I, I live in um, Queens. He said, and uh, I said, well, that's not a far drive. I said, you can't have a car in New York. He said, you can't afford, can't afford to park in any place. Mm-hmm. So he said, uh, you know, I take a subway or, you know, I'll get a cab some night if it's real late. And I said, well, what brought you to the States? Well, he said, um, you ever heard of the IRA? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get away from there, huh? No. 
he was part of oh, it. Oh, geez. So he said, I had to get out of there. He said, I, I wasn't, he said, I didn't kill anybody or anything. But he said, my uncle and a cousin of mine were both killed yeah. by the Brits. Mm -hmm. And he said, and he said, people always blame the IRA for everything. But he said, I've got, uh, I got a brother in there that the police are looking for now. Mm. And he said, but I'm, I'm not going back there. And he, he said, but just don't read everything. Or don't believe everything you read about the IRA because it's a, it, it, it was all brought about by the poor treatment yeah. of the Brits. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it, it, was a, it was an interesting trip. And we had great entertainment, the coasters and all, everything, you know, the, yeah. uh, at the convention. But I wouldn't go back there now to save my soul. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not worth it. Yeah. Not, too, too much thuggery. Uh, yeah, for so, sure. For sure people can get away so, with anything. And else. anyway, uh, you know, now tomorrow we're having our yeah. whiskey and mm -hmm. Beer tasting mm -hmm. with classic pizza. Mm -hmm. We're going to compare. I think we're since uh, tomorrow we're doing the uh, doing Irish whiskey. We might we might put a couple Irish beers in besides uh, maybe a Paps and some craft beer. Okay. So you don't know what you're going to match it up with yet. I got an idea. Well, I'll talk. talk oh to yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to listen to that. Yeah. So and and that. Well, let's see, because that'll be on. Thursday is last week's whiskey, so that'll be on the following Thursday. Okay. We always put the beer in front of the whiskey. The whiskey tasting lasts uh, 30 to 40 minutes. I'm trying to keep the beer under an hour and a half. <laughs> it, the craziness starts. You've oh. got four guys that like to drink and they beer. like to talk. Oh, yeah, and, okay. And uh, so it, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah, for sure. But and any words of wisdom or anybody who's thinking about going into a small business before uh, we geez, shut her just, down? Just know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's it, it's different, you know, nowadays, nowadays it's different than it was in 94. There are a lot of, there are, you know, the government has their hand in oh. so many more things. There's so many more uh, licenses, fees, regulations, things you got to pay attention to. And, uh, you know, I'd like to go back to the day where you just have a pencil yep. and a piece of paper and you just, you talk to somebody face to face as opposed to having, you know, a computer or something online or texting. I, 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 so it's, it's, it's different. And, uh, just know what you're getting into. Yeah. And especially with these franchises, they're so expensive. Um, and and you're paying for national advertising. You're paying for everything. They've got so many fees. You got to buy from their commissary, no matter what the price is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you, you know, I don't know what the nut is at McDonald's now, but about I guess it was maybe six, seven years ago. Somebody said yeah. that. If you weren't doing a, a million two at McDonald's, mm -hmm. uh, you're going to lose your franchise. Yeah, because they they you, they said you can't make money under a million dollars at a McDonald's. Yeah, 
Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, and I'm sure when they, they finish completing the, oh. the new McDonald's, it, I have no idea what the cost is, but I've seen some of these new ones. And yeah. Boy, they're... Well, have you seen the one in Harrison? That's what they're duplicating here. Oh, I haven't been by that one. Oh, uh, what about the one in uh, Greendale? No, I haven't been yeah, by that one. Same, same I, I remember... It's, when you're, you're we go to Harrison, we just... You're not going to recognize it. We go to Market doesn't. Street. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know what? We just drove by that a uh, couple weeks ago, my wife and I, and they're like, she's like, I think they advertise brunch on Sundays. And we look for places to go because ever since COVID, it's hard to find a breakfast place to go to after church. Um, and, uh, go to Aston Oaks. That's, where's that? Aston Oaks. Yeah. For brunch. It? Where is that? Uh, you go down, you take the Kilby Road exit. Okay. Okay, off 275. Yep. Mm-hmm. Know exactly where you're at. Go to Route 50, mm-hmm. turn left mm-hmm. about three and a half, four and a half miles. I forget the sunny. Past Cleves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you pull up into it's sunny something or other, and uh, it'll be on your nav system. And just pull in, pull into Aston Oaks. There's a restaurant there. It's it's country club. And a lot of homes, a lot of condos. Okay. At it, their brunch. Look, look it up online. Aston, sure. Aston Oaks brunch. We don't do the brunch anymore because we don't eat that much. But yeah. uh, they, they've got good food. Market Street. I, I've never had a bad meal at Market Street. We've never been there. We go by it all the time. And I'll tell you, do you like chicken livers? For sure. I know what you're going to say too. It's where you used to live. Live Ron's Roost. No. Have you ever had them from Ron's Roost? No. But go to Greyhound Tavern. Yeah. 275. Go all the way out 275. And, uh, I'm, I'm so used to going, I can't think of the exit. But, okay. But it's where Dixie Highway oh, okay. and Buttermilk Pike meet. Mm-hmm. There's Greyhound Tavern there. Okay. They serve chicken livers on top of mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm-hmm. The absolute best I've ever had anywhere. Well, it's funny you say that because Hans Roost, they they serve it, they just serve, I think there's you can get a dinner or you can get it as an appetizer. What I get when I go there is they just, it's way too many livers, you can't eat that many. Yeah. But it's a big plate of livers and they serve brown gravy with it and you just take it. Oh, <laughs> so good. Can't get, I can't get anybody in my family to eat them, but that's okay. Cause yeah, well, Nancy, Nancy likes chicken livers, but when I always say, how about some calves liver and onions? She says, I won't fix that. I won't touch it. Yeah. But she'll eat. She'll eat bronze-wired chicken liver. Yeah. Oh. oh, I it's love true. it. My dogs will eat it. My dad used to eat that oh. stuff. Oh, uh, And uh, Limburger. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> well... No. Nancy would never eat Limburgers. In fact, she threatened one time I had the real stinking kind, and she said, if you don't get rid of Limburger, I'm throwing everything out in the refrigerator. <laughs> so over at the village store, they got these little tubs, Amish Limburger. It has very, I can't even smell it. It smells good. Whatever. It, does, it has a little Limburger taste. Mm-hmm. She loves it. She would never touch Limburger. All the guys that do 
the podcasts or the whiskey and the beer, mm -hmm. they were always against Limburger. Now they go over and they buy three or four tubs at a time wow. over there. That's, That's awesome. that good. Yeah. Just take a club cracker. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, I'm getting hungry talking. <laughs> and we've we've uh, we've killed a we've killed an hour here. Oh gosh! And I hope everybody enjoys this. And uh, Chris, thanks for being here. Well, thanks for having me. And we're going to close this out with the national anthem. I want to thank everybody for listening. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. And I will talk to you on the next podcast.